0: Hello, party people. This is the Just Ideas podcast. My name's Andy. I'm with Andy, and these are Just Ideas. So this is part two of our Brave New World deep dive. There's just so much to get to. We wanted to split it up into two parts for you. So, Dr. Yurik, we left off. We kind of did a whole summary of the book and some interesting tidbits, and you had even more for us. So what do you think?
1: Okay, first of all, I've heard from people, it makes them nervous when you call me Dr. Yurik, just so you know. <laughs> I so think you, you said So call me Andy that. or old dude, whatever you want to call old me. Dude. Um, um, so I wanted to go back and revisit some of the, the things that I jotted down that just seem, uh, seemed fascinated, uh, fascinating to me. So one of the groups of uh, people, I think it was the Deltas, they, they gave them, during their conditioning, they gave them electric shocks whenever they saw books. And whenever they saw flowers and told them they had to wear brown shirts. So absence of beauty and knowledge, maybe. Well, they, yeah, they don't want them to have knowledge, right? Right. Because then you'll, you'll, you'll aspire for a better job and we need people to, to take the meaningless job. That's right. And then the, the, the thing about flowers was that if you enjoy beauty and nature, then you won't consume. Cause you'll be content yeah. with your surroundings because going out and walking. And there's been a lot of this during the pandemic. That's right. So it's going on at this time? A lot of people are walking, and like I walk around my neighborhood, going, "Oh, look at the beautiful trees." Taking lots of walks, yeah. And it, it, nature makes you happy, Truly. but you get it doesn't cost a damn dime,
0: right? <laughs> you, you can go.
1: It, what kind of entertainment is that? Walk around in the woods? Not not good for the uh, not good for the economy. And then the brown shirts is the reason in in your uh, Macklejack story that the dad was giving the son a white dress shirt. Is this is the official uniform of The alpha group, right? right? So what the alpha group does, if you think about it, (coughs) excuse me, is they never wear something fun and they never wear something interesting because that's what the human urge is. The human urge would be wear a bright color, wear something cool, wear something that looks interesting. Yeah, definitely. So to distinguish yourself, you overcome human urge to stand out among yourselves as an alpha. So one of the things that Lenina says is that um, people... Well, everyone's... Well, I got a bunch of ideas bouncing around there. So you wear (laughs) the brown shirt so people can tell you're a Delta. Right, very clear and obvious. So so Lenina points out that the Deltas like being Deltas and the semi-morons like being semi-morons. This this releases our bad feelings for poor, misfortunate, hardworking people. Yeah, they're right where they want to be. Right, so you have these companies where... The president flies to an island to isolate himself during the pandemic yeah. <laughs> and supervise his workers who are standing toe-to-toe processing pork or putting together some kind of manufacturing thing, sure. right? So the Deltas have to go to work and the Alphas go into protection, but you're not supposed to feel bad about the Deltas because they like being Deltas. That, that's the message that, that, they, that they tell us. And then they teach everybody to play within your class. So they teach the Deltas, only play with Deltas, the other people are bad. So everyone is programmed to think their class is the best. So you'll watch people on the internet protesting, and and to us, they look like the world's biggest losers. And you're like, egads. I would be embarrassed to wear that, to have my hair that way, to say that thing, and to hold that sign. And they are proudly showing why they are the best people because we're all programmed to think we're the best. So in my class about people and success skills... Everybody was programmed into one of these classes. And I'm trying to explain, should you want to join the alpha class? Because that's really what my class is. If you want to join the alpha class, here are the kinds of behavior, expectives, uh, beliefs, perceptions that they have. And you know, because you're sitting there, the class gets angry at me.
0: Yeah, And the class gets
1: angry at me because I'm telling deltas to wear a white shirt. They don't want it. Instead of a a shiny shirt.
0: They're a proud Delta.
1: Right? I'm telling them wear a dark suit, white shirt, boring tie, boring grown-up shoes. That's right. Like, dude, I'm getting cool shoes, (laughs) a dark shirt with a tie the same color, and a light jacket because that's what Deltas were programmed to think was cool. Hmm. And you know, you can't, it's hard to wear something you don't think
0: is cool. Truly. So I'm talking too much. You have anything for me? (laughs) Well, I think you see that a lot with classes and especially it's just like you find that with socioeconomic classes where it's like play with the people that look like you act like you and you see people hunker down in what they know and the people they associate with. And then there's little diversity in terms of, oh yeah, I have friends from all corners of the world, all different levels of the socioeconomic ladder. And that makes you probably a better person if you have those types of diversity. Absolutely. But it, but it's, it's programmed against it.
1: Yeah. So in, in the brave new world, they go to these movies called feelies And the feelies make you feel, (laughs) right? So it's just, it's a story to make you feel. Since you don't feel in your life... Because we've taken that away. We've taken away misfortune and struggle. You have to go to the movies and feel. And so, you know, I mean, I don't know if you in trouble for this or not, but there are certain movies designed, they're called chick flicks, right? And you've you f- broken love and disappointment, and you feel emotion, you cry, and you feel sad for the person. Then you go to the male feelies where there's revenge and killing and chopping off heads and punching people in the head, right? Right, right. And it gives you feelings. Feelies, they're called, because instead of having real feelings, You have fake feelings.
0: Yeah, that's the outlet.
1: And I got three examples from the real world. In Mad Men, the John Slatterly character, his mom died and he couldn't feel anything. But then the guy who shines his shoes died the same day and he's up in his office bawling. (laughs) Because if you live in the brave new world you're not used to real feelings. So he couldn't get it for his mom because it was too big, yeah. but he could get it for the for the guy who shined his shoes because <laughs> it wasn't so big that he couldn't get it. Right. There's a Simpsons episode. We should do a whole podcast on this. Homer... Um, they find out during testing that Homer has a crayon jammed up in into his brain. And when they remove it, his IQ goes up to one hundred and ten. Nice. And he goes to the movies and he goes, this movie's stupid. It's got a whole bunch of plot holes. And then he's walking down lonely street. Isn't there a movie for someone with an IQ of 110? Right? So the feelings are like these idiotic movies it's that like, just make
0: you feel. I have another example for you. It's if you've ever watched the show Seinfeld, George, he stops having sex with, with ladies in his life and he starts to, to think about all these wonderful things and jerry's expecting him for some big moment and they're like right behind stage and um george brings these test tubes and he's pretending to be an alien with the antennas and jerry gets all mad at him and he said you had sex and george is just is sheepish do you remember that episode
1: (laughs) yeah no i haven't seen it but it's
0: perfect it's perfect
1: and in in idiocracy in idiocracy (laughs) that movie they got a theater filled with people and they're watching a naked bottom fart (laughs) <laughs> and the guys like don't you want to know whose bottom it is and why is he <laughs> farting you know but no it's just fart giggle yeah right? right is is what it is so and he the the most I think I, I want people to forget not to forget is he predicted this in the 1930s incredible it, it was unbelievable so um, one of the characters one of Lenina's friends goes to get a pregnancy substitute <laughs> because she 's out of uh, out of sorts in the book, they talk about the ultimate need for stability, yeah, because instability and the possibility of change so you hear you know do a lot of management consulting, and companies are always talking about the trauma caused by change, and you'd think with heightened understanding and deeper research we 'd become better at facilitating change, but stability makes humans feel better. So the brave new world is going to be more and more and
0: more difficult to bring about change. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think every year it becomes more and more relevant because we start to see all the, the suffering we feel like we have to endure. So it's just like, all right, how do we get rid of this? You have so so, many notes.
1: (laughs) I have so many notes. I'm trying to, I'm like, there's no way people want to hear, um, hear all of them. Right. But, um, one of the things that, um, is um, they're programmed to think, I do love new clothes. Old clothes are so beastly, right? And she's you know programmed into thinking that you must have new clothes. Right. And um, Mustafa Amin talks about the nine-year war. I don't know if you remember that, but what he said was, force is no good. And Aldous Huxley actually wrote The Brave New World as an answer to Orwell's 1984, because 1984 was war and oppression is needed to control people. And then Aldous Huxley's like, no, 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 no. War really can't, really doesn't work. Hmm. And if you think about it, how many times has the United States gone around the world and tried to make a country do what we wanted them to do, and it just doesn't work? We go into failed states Right, that don't even really have a military, and we can't make the people do what we want. What we need to do is sell them the American lifestyle that will bring them to toe. <laughs> so instead of bringing the military, yeah. we need to send iPhones to <laughs> Afghanistan, and within a couple of years they'll fall right into line, be buying stuff on Amazon, yeah. and shut the hell up. Will do Put so we'll seduce them. Yeah, absolutely. Put me down for um for that. So the other something about soma that was uh, interesting, as they say, Soma's taking a holiday from reality, and it's so much better. Than Christianity or alcohol, right? Because you don't have a headache or a mythology, right? <laughs> it's just pure good feeling without having to believe a big story and right. all that complexity. There's no accountability to it. Without, to without it well. feeling bad in the morning. Um, so it went, at Westminster Abbey, they had the best synthetic music. Hmm. So synthetic music is made without soul yeah. just to make you feel good. You know what I'm thinking? The Eagles. <laughs> right the, the eagles sit down and decide how do you make a hit that's so it. catchy and unoffensive to everybody yeah right and I just I realize this right and it you know I don't I'm mean, going pick on people I don't know about but you know I assume Taylor Swift or some of this right sure. pop singers tend to be very catchy non-offensive a, a song about the simplest thing yeah you know the boy doesn't like me yeah or somebody stole my shoes that. or sure. whatever yeah you know but it, it's it's basically synthetic music it's not you know, the, the Rolling Stones who, those kids grew up in the end of World War II in London afterwards, you know, they're hungry. They're heart, starving. Yeah. There's no fun. And the music's about being free and having fun after all those years of suffering. It's now like, you know, what, what are you going to write a blues song about my iPhone doesn't work? <laughs> all right, let me try to um, wrap up here. So Bernard wanted to have the effect of arresting his impulses. And that's something in the brave new world you never had to do. You basically let every impulse out. Mm. And if you look at society, we make it continuously easier to succumb to every impulse. Shopping, meaningless sex, right? It's all, yeah. it's all just, just impulses. It, another thing I thought was funny is uh, Lenina says, progress is lovely without imagining why. and it's, I mean, I'm not sitting here like I'm the guy who's got it figured out. I'm the fish in the water too. But you always think progress is good, but progress just makes it more of a brave new world because we can't yeah. arrest our impulses or, or suffer. And then at one line I thought was just amazing, it was Lenina smiles with simulated intelligence. <laughs> and this is so great because as you walk around the business, we're like, how did these morons get this job? (laughs) And the answer is they act like everyone else. Yeah. So nobody knows they don't know anything.
0: Yeah. So there is a simulated intelligence. Be bold, be creative, but within your lane, within the lane they want you to occupy.
1: Absolutely. And one more, um, Oh, I got more than one more thing. How's our time? I think we're doing pretty good. Okay. Oh yeah. We've got some time. So from the book, civilization is sterilization man in the middle of the pandemic and what are we trying to do sterilize (laughs) we're trying to sterilize our lives nobody's gonna get hurt nobody's gonna die i don't want to you know draw take that to any conclusions but the point is in order to have civilization every risk must be removed every germ must be killed and you know this i don't want to be unsympathetic during the pandemic but you know I've been doing my little germ bit for 20 years and pro- it's probably on a podcast yeah. of where I touch doorknobs on purpose and like to get as many germs as I can because there's something about making things sterile that irritates the hell out of me. <laughs> it seems inhuman to be that um, sterile. Do you remember from the book that the savage speaks of his soul? Yes, yes. And I, and I would, could see how. I'm not trying to exclude myself, but we're becoming soulless. Mm. What you what you admire about a person who has soul is you know they suffer, they put in their time, they you know they face their problems, they self sacrifice, right? And that that's where you get the soul, and we're and we're losing soul. Do you remember they had sex hormone gum?
0: Yeah. So if the
1: orgy's going on and you know you're not in the mood, you chew the gum. Chew some gum.
0: Aldous Huxley predicts cialis 90 years before we get cialis oh my gosh i think that's a fun little tool is gum because he could have made it anything and how pedestrian and how non-exciting is chewing gum yeah, just pop it in your mouth and chew just it chew, right chew, we chew, pop chew, the chew. blue
1: pill in there and you anyway, know again the amazing thing is is that he figured all of this out immensely clever yeah and one of the um and and, and mustafa Mond was the leader who sort of had the knowledge, but, you know, protected society from having the knowledge. And often, it's another topic for another podcast, but I often wonder if a lot of the, uh, the ministers and the preachers don't feel like, like they know what the truth is, but the flock can't handle it. So the service they provide is, I'll tell you the story you can deal with, even though I know what the truth is. But we're not pushing anybody to what they can't. And that's why humans need leaders.
0: We talked about that because it's just like, if you have things packed up so neatly for yourself and the pastors in theory are the ones that are studying it out more and perhaps praying through it more, Then they start to figure things out, maybe right before you do, because you're the one leading them. And so you're kind of controlling the information they get, you know, because some people, you know, it's just they're called creasters. They go on Christmas and Easter. They listen to what you have to say and they're done. And so I can see what you're saying, because the pastor's probably two steps ahead of their flock.
1: And and he says, if you had a a real religion, the savage said, if you had a real religion and a real God, that would give you a reason for self-denial. Right? Because you're supposed to sacrifice to become a better person. Right. And a lot of what traditional religion is about is not giving in to every impulse
0: and every urge. Yes, yes. It's the antithesis to the Brave New World.
1: Right. Um, And then one of the things, and I guess we can. Two things, and I'll actually set people free. Um, Bernard Marks, the one who's thinking for himself and gets sent away, he has a, a partner in crime, Helmholtz. You remember him? Helmholtz. <laughs> and Helmholtz was like extra smart. Yeah. So he would just be thinking, and everything would be miserable for him. So he and Bernard were sent away, and Helmholtz picked to go to the Falkland Islands, hmm. which in 1930s was a miserable place. And Helmholtz chose to go to a miserable place. How funny. So he could write more and be more creative because you can only create while you're suffering and and, and while while you're in a a state of misery. And then we know the book ended by the savage um, um, hanging hanging himself, himself, but what we don't know is the story of the savage became a movie and it turned it into a feely and put it all out, right? So ultimately (laughs) the story of the savage was made into a feely movie and everyone would go watch the story of the savage. And that's exactly what we do because you know. That every time there's a disaster, I just envision oh Mark Wahlberg is gonna be in the middle of this disaster kissing somebody. He does. And that is exactly what Aldous Huxley knew in the nineteen thirties when I'm sure there was no sound on movies, right? It was right. it was just you know pictures Feeling. and he knew we'd 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 get to this point. He's a brilliant so man. So it's it's amazing. It's it's um I bow down to him. It's amazing the insight that he had now I don't know is understanding
0: this going to make us better that's just the thing is after the savage hangs himself what does the society do do they take it as some shocking example or is it just okay we'll move on to the next interesting thing that happens back to soma back to normal life and so be it or do they look at him differently
1: i don't know but you and i need to plan some suffering this afternoon
0: (laughs) so we can get creative yeah that's Uh, my story (laughs) well for just ideas my name's andy and that was andy